welcome to the podcast at Dawn's House, because what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. I'm Esther. I'm Karen. And I'm Aoife. And I had to look away from the screen, because I was about to burst out laughing as you spoke for no earthly reason. <laughs> Carry on now, Esther. It's just our inherent hilariousness. We're it's just fresh. that just that fun i was thinking that it's amazing that like esther you've got that kind of tagline right every time i don't think you've had to take a second take i think there's one time i kind of fell over myself (laughs) when i'm trying to record something for work i'll have like a three-word phrase and i'll record it like 18 times because like (laughs) i just cannot get it right (laughs) but if it's the same thing you say over and over again you actually are able to say it really beautifully and clearly but it ends up having no emotion behind it so people think you're a robot if you work in a call center oh right okay (laughs) that makes sense well i'd better not go to work in a podcasting center (laughs) (laughs) you already kind of do that's true i work from home in a podcasting center that's okay yeah like everybody in the world at the moment yes (laughs) we all work from home and we all have podcasts every person in the world has a podcast right now it's 2021 all right today we're talking about babysitter's club book 20 christy and the walking disaster uh i i guess i read this as a kid Mm. it was very vaguely familiar but i did not remember like any plot details other than like there are kids and they play baseball i have the exact same recollection like it was sports heavy um in fact interminably sportsy i just remembered there being a very 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 long sports scene (laughs) at one point uh and also i was surprised when i first read it um that it didn't involve another broken leg uh because i i had assumed for a long time um so I'd seen the cover and I had baseball playing kids on the front. And I was like, eh. um, I assumed that somebody broke their leg. And I had a vague recollection of there being someone with a crutch on the front cover, uh, which is completely not true. Huh, um, yeah, no. Doesn't Ooh. doesn't happen at all. And in fact, this follows immediately on from another book in which somebody gets a leg broken. So why would you have that twice in a row? Yes, Claudia's <laughs> doing great, isn't she? <laughs> her leg is, it's like it was never broken. <laughs> they don't require her to do sport. <laughs> yeah, but she's also like not doing any rehab or hobbling around on her wasted leg. To be fair, they pretty much made it clear that the previous book, actually no, because they they stopped it when she was starting the rehab. Yeah, yeah, she got her cast off and her leg was all wasted away, and they're like, "You're gonna have a lot of rehab." But uh... <laughs> shiny red reset button, the end. Do you yeah. know what though? <clears throat> I was like, hey, Christy is much more relatable in this book than in the others and there's a few reasons that could be um and Mm -hmm. one i was like well okay maybe she's the kind of person who needs to be busy with the project or else she becomes insufferable Mm -hmm. um or the other the other possible option is that christy um is totally fine in her own head and doesn't realize how annoying she is to everybody else oh yeah um and uh like she doesn't do anything at all unreasonable in this book which is really unusual there's generally some kind of like what are you doing christy so it's quite possible that claudia is like hobbling around and having all sorts of personal stuff going on that Christy has not <laughs> noticed. Like Christy is annoyed at Claudia for like not being interested in baseball at one stage. So Claudia <laughs> could just be like, you know, really struggling and tired after her PT. Also possible. <clears throat> it's possible. She also does seem to be really like, I can't. Uh, I just don't care. I just I don't mean, care. to be fair, hard saying, Claudia. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes. None of us care about I mean, sports. No. What I remembered about the book, I think I remembered more than either of you. Um, mm-hmm. 
I definitely remember this is the book where Christy started her baseball team um, and that she met Bart and had a crush on him. Mm-hmm. I remembered that the the Bart's team were like like older, stronger, more capable baseball players. And I think I, I'm not sure if I remember that they were all boys or if I just sort of assumed they were all boys but didn't remember it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I remembered that Christy's team was full of like toddlers and people who couldn't play baseball (laughs) yeah um and i uh remember then people who couldn't get into little league um Mm. and i definitely remembered that i learned the phrase t-ball from this book and have never really known what it meant until i googled it while uh, researching this Wikipedia this is so podcast. good for this <laughs> I know it's so good I understand so much more about it yeah so I remembered like I remembered the broad strokes I probably couldn't have told you any of the details at all but I remembered all of the like I knew what happened in the book I knew which book this was it was pretty clear I probably wouldn't have known that if you had said Christine the Walking Disaster but when I saw the cover with the, the baseball team was like, oh, this must be the one where she finds the crushers and meets Bard and they play the bashers and etc. I would just like to say, before we get into this, that we're just going to keep calling it baseball because they refer to like a bunch of different baseball variants like softball and t-ball and whatever. And we don't care enough to keep it straight, which is which. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. My entire knowledge of baseball, softball, whatever, is. Sometimes when I was a kid, people would want to play rounders. Mm. I didn't understand it and I hated it. (laughs) Then when I got a bit older at PE, the teacher would make us play softball, which appeared to be identical to rounders. I didn't understand it and I hated it. (laughs) I understand that baseball is sort of like either or both of these, but with more mats, but with less mats than cricket. And this is all I want to know about any of these games ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it's basically, um, it's basically rounders. And I was just kind of putting the kids to bed, lying there thinking about it, going, what even is baseball? And I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's totally jumped up rounders. And people do know, people do play rounders in this country, but there is no such thing as a rounders league. No, rounders is a game children play. It's something that you put your teenagers through for like 40 minutes because you need to fill like a (laughs) PE class and the gym is being used by like the fifth years or something. (laughs) My experience of rounders is that it's baseball when your teachers don't want to admit to doing something so American as playing baseball. So they (laughs) say it's called rounders, but it's basically baseball. If there are differences, we don't want to know. Please, for the love of God, don't don't at us. (laughs) We don't care. We also really are aware that you're probably incensed that we keep calling softball, talking about softball and baseball like they're the same thing. We also don't care. Like, I, I think the balls are actually physically different, but I don't know. And Softball is a bigger ball and a smaller pitch, and it's probably not called a pitch. And again, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Um, like, I, yeah... Uh, it's fine. I mean, when I say we play rounders, I hasten to add that in my experience, this game was exclusively played with a tennis racket and a tennis ball because none of us had the appropriate equipment because these games are foreign. 
Like, oh yeah, we had a cricket bat because I went to a Protestant school, but then yeah. the, the cricket bat broke, so we had to use tennis racket after that. That's fair. We had in my secondary school. I think they actually had a bat and softballs, mm-hmm. um, which blew my mind. I'd never seen one in real life before. Um, yeah, baseball bats are available here, but they're solely sold for the purposes of like violence. It's, yeah, it's, it's, they're literally just it's, a weapon. It's, it's neat. Yeah, you only buy a baseball bat to hit people with because there is no baseball in this country. The yeah. IRA could probably like set up a, a side of rounders if they had a free day. Mm. <laughs> They'd be very well equipped for a rounders game. Yeah, so yeah, rounders. You play at a PE or like outside with other kids who decided mm. to play a game of rounders. If it's not baseball, we don't want to know. Yeah, and if it's. If you're not either the one who's throwing the ball at the person with the bat or the person with the bat, then my experience of this game is nothing happens. It's very boring. You sort of wander off at some stage. Somebody yells at you for not catching a ball. (laughs) I think that's very consistent with people's experience of baseball. Yes. Yeah. That was... My experience of rounders in Hong Kong as well, which was one of the few continuities between both schools, like being equally bored by this game. I think my um my most abiding memory of rounders from secondary school was the loud girl from my class stopping. Possibly she was batting. She stopped and pointed across the field in the middle of everything uh, at at the gardener, one of the gardeners who was walking by pushing a lawnmower, and she was like, look, everyone, it's a silent lawnmower. And they were like, no, it's just not on. He's just, <laughs> he's just pushing it across the grass. It's just not, it's just not in use at the moment. Oh my I think God. it's telling that this is your most abiding memory of this sport. Is like an incident that had absolutely nothing to do with the yeah. fact you were playing a sport. I had very little interest in sports, but a lot of interest in other people being ridiculous. I will actually kind of let the side down here a little bit and say that like I have played a little bit of baseball with my family and I I have to assume I was shit at it but I did kind of enjoy it but I certainly don't enjoy reading about it (laughs) (laughs) there's a there's a baseball episode in Star Trek Deep Space Nine which is kind of good actually huh um, I think that's the most yeah. enjoyment I've ever had out of baseball is watching that. <laughs> I suppose Esther, you're American, so yeah, like, yeah. it's I'm in your genes. That's my excuse. <laughs> well, you're 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 partly American, <laughs> but yes, but yeah. When I was very small, um, my dad did actually take us. There was this patch of waste ground in the Liberties, which has long since been gentrified and turned into overpriced, badly built apartments. But it was literally like a field full of rubble back then. So uh, we would go there <laughs> and times. play baseball as as a cultural experience <laughs> we weren't very good at it but we had fun yeah that kind of sounds nice i think if i had been a little kid playing with my family i would have liked it more because my family would have realized i need didn't know what was happening and also like not mocked me for being bad at it mm. so yeah i think like if i'd been play if i'd played baseball or softball or rounders with like Anyone who gave a fuck about whether I was enjoying it, mm-hmm. I probably would have had a better experience than playing it with like kids in the neighborhood who like just sort of assumed everyone learned game rules by osmosis. Spoilers, I never did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, PE class, which. Yeah, PE fucking sucks. PE yeah. is the worst. I still sometimes dream that like 
oh my god I have to go to PE today like yeah. I have not had to do that since I was like 15 <laughs> so yeah. it's a full 20 plus years and I'm still like oh god what am I even gonna wear uh, <laughs> uh yeah why no needles, obviously <laughs> can they even be got nowadays <laughs> Almost do they exist not. anymore? I had a pair of like, yeah, beige O'Neills. <gasps> I was the envy of the Gale Talked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had the kind of mushroom ones because they were sold out of white ones when my mom finally took me to get a pair of O'Neills. Uh, so I always felt slightly insecure about it. I didn't <laughs> want the white ones. I liked my mushroomy ones better. I think I remember your mushroom ones being very fashionable. I somehow acquired a second-hand pair of the navy ones, which I was quite pleased with, but they were never quite wide enough, though. Oh, I remember your navy O'Neills. They were—I knew they were fashionable, but they weren't the style of like flares that I was habitually in, which is like yeah. big enough for each of them to have been like a hippie skirt in its own right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. um, so um, yeah, memories. I eventually just retired them. <laughs> I think um, right. I we would should re- really—we should talk about this book <laughs> we should I, I will not reminisce about how um i was like oh thank god i finally managed to do something cool when the girls who were cooler than me and the gal talk kept wanting to borrow my tracksuit bottoms oh <laughs> what a coup <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome that's always good yeah but yeah we've, we've laid down some ground rules we don't know a lot about sport we don't care we're gonna call it baseball and uh, that's just how it's gonna be basically is it not actually baseball in the book i thought it was baseball it's softball. Okay. It's softball. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay. Uh, We're off I to just... such a good start. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing a game, okay? It's not Quidditch. Yeah. They're, they're... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. Okay. It's kind of a surprisingly funny book. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a kind of, it's a lighthearted, there's a lot of low stakes babysitting mm. going on. Yes. Um, and Christy's narrative style is pretty fun as well. She's yeah. a little bit quirky. Um, like some of the babysitters are just sort of undifferentiated, um, but yeah. some of them have quite good inner monologues. And uh, Christy is doing a lot of um, being very exact and using long words and then explaining what they are. Did you yes. guys catch that? I've noticed that a lot of, she does it a lot, but a lot of the babysitters do that. Um, and it actually is, it, it annoys me. people can learn this from context you don't have to make it that educational it's okay i think trepidation is pretty a big word for yeah yeah but i was younger than you reading these you were yeah you were a lot younger i also like to 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 be watsonian about it um (laughs) i just see see it as like christy has learned these words fairly recently and she's very proud of herself for knowing oh yes and she wants us to be her vocabulary it does work very well in a watsonian sense it's only in the toilet sense that i am irritated by it yeah oh yeah do you want to do a one sentence summary of the plot christy starts a baseball team full of kids who suck at baseball (laughs) yep there we go (laughs) she also meets a boy who has a baseball team full of boys who don't suck at baseball and she thinks he's cute they play a game. Christie's team uh, don't win, but they don't suck as bad as they thought they might. It's very wholesome. That's yep. the entire book. <laughs> yep, that's the That's such a good summary. <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> everything that happens. Everything. Except for some asshole which we will get to in due course. I fucking oh. hate those kids. Yeah, the fucking worst. Oh my god, yeah. Um, yeah, so in general though, yeah. So I feel like Christie is much more like she is in the first book in this one yes so she's yeah. she's gone through some phases <laughs> the way 
way there. But um, in this one, she's like organized and energetic instead of being like a terrifying liability. Yeah. <laughs> like working her other babysitters into the ground and like putting people through unnecessary tests and stuff. That that doesn't happen in this. In this, she's much more like, yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to get some kids together uh, and we're going to do a thing and everyone's going to have fun. And that's going to be the most important thing. We're not going to fuss too much about whether they're good at it or not. She's really chill about it. And she keeps telling them that they don't have to be good at it. That they're just there to have fun and they're all really relieved and happy and it's yeah. like yes bring that energy to the club sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's quite it's it's she does not make that connection at any point no those um, things that, are completely separate yeah that this is this is an unusual stance for her because i would have thought it would be more like oh christy gets super competitive and then at the end of the day learns blah that this isn't good like no she knew that all along she's actually being perfectly nice yeah, yeah, she's lovely to the kids. She's very empowering. Yeah. It is great. Like, yeah, this whole book is just really wholesome. Yeah, yeah. it's it's quite nice. Like, if yeah. you can skim all the baseball stuff, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's just Christy does a nice thing for the kids. It works out. The only thing I'll have to say is the bizarre, like, how the setup all made me kind of go, okay, because like. The basic setup is um, all the kids that are at Christie's house, so um, Karen and Andrew and uh, mm-hmm. David Michael and a bunch of neighbour kids are playing softball in the yard and she starts coaching them because she just can't help herself. Mm-hmm. And then everyone who's being babysat for the next like <laughs> week is also yeah. super into softball right now. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, and also mostly suck. Yeah. And then she starts a, a team with them. Um <laughs> So it was like, other than the implausibility of suddenly they're all just doing this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which actually, I guess if they're all in the same school, could be a fad that's going through the school, but the two neighborhoods mostly go to different schools. So It was it was very convenient as well. Handy, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yes. Everyone is having a, yeah, a, just a softball moment right now. Yep. And everyone is bad at it. And she's not allowed to talk about the Super Bowl, but that's actually what it's, what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming. I don't know. I don't know what time of year the Super Bowl takes place. Uh, if the, it would have made a lot more sense if there was an Who event knows. that caused a craze. Um, you do know the Super yeah. Bowl is for a different sport. Yeah, that's football. Damn. <laughs> World Series is baseball. God, I, I really initially like... thought you were doing this for comic effect, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, she's really doubling down there. <laughs> Gosh, this is much okay. funnier. <laughs> this is going to stay in, isn't it? Darren? Yes. <laughs> this is the World Series thing, a title that irritates everyone who isn't from the United States of America, because where? Where in the world? Where? Oh, of course. Yes. I I feel like I knew that as well. But I um, just keep saying we should rename the All-Ireland. <laughs> the World Series. The World GAA Championship. No, because there is an Asian Gaelic Games, and they yeah. do actually play it elsewhere. Um, like but, people play baseball elsewhere too in Japan. Oh, that's that's terrible. Then I was like, oh, if it's fine <laughs> if it's your stupid sport that nobody yeah, no, plays anywhere else. But uh... they're not. But... <laughs> Apparently, we have a really good lacrosse team really? here. Um, yeah, it was ho- wholesome sports news, which is the only kind of sports news that I care about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Irish team qualified for some really big championship in the US, and they gave up their place because the Iroquois nation hadn't. Yes, uh, I heard about that. Hadn't got. Well, they were told, "Oh, you're not a nation." Um, and then people said, "This is crap, and you need to change the rules." And they said, "We will, but we can't kick any of these real countries out now, can we?" So Ireland was like, "Yeah, we'll just um, we'll just get out of your way." <laughs> yeah, because this is you know 
sacred and stuff. Oh, let's go play your sport, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was like that was cool. Um, that was really nice. And, but they also, I think, were thinking strategically because it's there is a major lacrosse thing being held in Limerick next year. So uh-huh. they're like, we're we're gonna get some kudos. Although maybe it was this year. So shit. <laughs> well, whatever. There will be a, a, a lacrosse thing held in Limerick, and then. Mm. Go the Irish lacrosse team. Just because they're bunch nice. Of lads. Yes, they're a sound bunch of lads. That's all you can ask. So yeah, um, all the kids are bad at it. Uh, but Christy is full of ideas for how she could make them be better. So she hears that there's this neighborhood kid called Bart who runs a team for little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes around to see if she can enroll like all the kids in the team. Also, I love she... She doesn't really want to call around to him because... Oh, yeah. Uh, this is great. <laughs> yes. Half, half, half of boys are normal and the other half are jerks. And in the neighborhood, half of everyone is snobs as well. So she does like a douche bro pun at square to figure out the odds <laughs> of him being decent. I have it here. Can I read it, actually? Yes. Um, so it said, I figured my odds. I had a 25... Ch- I had a 25% chance of getting a plain jerk, a 25% chance of getting a snobby jerk, 25% chance of getting a plain snob. And a 25% chance of getting a regular old nice guy. The odds were not great, but I would risk them. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> oh, I so, thought that was brilliant. That's yeah. so Christy. Um, also, I, I had to search on my Kindle for the word snobby. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it was like, this does not occur in the biography of Alexander Hamilton that you're currently reading. <laughs> so I, had to, I had to zoom out. And then I got all the Christy books. Every single one of them. <laughs> she used the term somewhere. It's so like, okay, fine. It's this one. Oh my God. When I type something and the on my phone now mm-hmm. the predictive text suggests snobs as the next word <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh, yeah that's oh. legit yeah so yeah christy's super straight in this one by the way mm. um ah uh, look just just because she has a crush on a boy in this particular it's she's not like i am exclusively going to pledge myself to this one teenager for the entirety of my life <laughs> that's true she's going through a heterosexual phase Yes, that's it. She's she's dabbling in heterosexuality. Yeah, experimenting. It's important to do these things before you, you know, decide where your life is going. Before um, you settle down. Uh, uh, so yeah, she is. She's very into the Bart. Um, was this a very confusing read for you, Esther? Given how you envisage yes. Bart, uh, uh, as I have mentioned before, I have always and only been able to picture Bart as Bart Simpson. Um, <laughs> So, yes, particularly her lusting after this Bart just does not compute at all. Also, Bart Simpson is 10. That's kind of weird. She's a whole two years older than him. Three? Oh, God, yeah. 13, ew. Yikes. Mm. All right. The less we go into that, the better. Yeah. Um. Anyway, apparently this is some kind of live action human boy called Bart, but... Um, we're not convinced have you met a a real human named that and did it cause you problems (laughs) what have I ever met a human like a real human named Bart and did it cause you problems no I never have I have yes oh I've met a couple so yeah yeah um one of Brian's work colleagues is a is a Bart um and yes no I I picture him as Bart Simpson all the time as well even though um oh I noticed something in passing that's super Mm -hmm. um unintentionally depressing uh-huh so marianne is babysitting the perkins girls and mrs perkins yes. has had her new baby mm-hmm. and the babysitters uh, 
reflect on how they would love to take care of the new baby, but she's so small that Mrs. Perkins just takes her everywhere with her. Mm-hmm. She's got like a decade of that ahead of her because nobody ever gets any older. She's just going to be toting a newborn around forever. <laughs> oh, mom. Well, newborns are fairly portable. Yeah. Um, but-, but then she has also got a toddler and a six-year-old. So yeah, no, I don't, um, I can see why she farms them out to the babysitter's club. Yeah, I mean, I know they're small and lightweight, but like, would you really want to be bringing a newborn on all your errands for a decade? I did that for a while. It does get pretty wearing by the time by the time you're going back to work, you're like, yes, I'm going to sit at a desk for four hours and nobody's going to make me do anything other than the work I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, great. Uh, well, yeah, imagine if you're just stuck in a pocket dimension on maternity leave forever. <laughs> I mean, some people would love that. It depends on how fond you are of the newborn stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one I noticed is that um, it, Christy mentions that her brother Sam who really seems to be kind of like a messer in general. She just is like, oh yeah, Sam likes to get his homework done on Friday evening. Um, and I was like, Christy's brothers have secret and interesting lives. This is very strange and uncharacteristic. Yeah. I would not have expected this. What is he this. doing all weekend? Uh, she says so that he can turn into a couch potato. It's like, that's a that's just very organized though. I reckon that even if they're messers, they are Christy's brothers that's true actually so they're probably actually quite focused and driven messers <laughs> like, yeah by you... anyone else's standards yeah yeah she's like god they're such wasters because like they watch tv for a whole 15 minutes last weekend oh that's yeah, true yeah. actually we do remember what um what tv means <laughs> yes tv is morally degenerate in these books i mean yeah, we know that Charlie has done something unspeakable because Christy um, got him to do that massive favour and bring yeah. all the Babysitter's Club to the graveyard for that scene yeah. previously yes. and he didn't tell her. So yeah, she's clearly blackmailing him over something. Maybe it's TV. Maybe she caught him watching, like, <laughs> maybe she caught him watching Baywatch. <gasps> <laughs> and he was so shamed by this. That's it. That she's just been able to, like, make him do anything she wants for fear that... <laughs> she'll reveal his horrible secret <laughs> scandal the thing is they could be focused and driven and still messers i don't think christy knows that though no it's true it's but. it's just an odd mix of characteristics from it is yes my perspective no but i suppose that's good it's they're slightly unstereotypical boy presentations given that they are background characters so yeah, yeah. Hmm. okay i'll buy it they're they're generally benign and they're good for lifts and then I think yes. that's mostly what they're there for. What more do you want out of an older teenage brother character? Really? Exactly. I just want to read, you know, excessive detail into background characters. Oh no, but definitely. I want a book from their POV. Actually, yeah, actually. Where it's be like, God, you won't believe what our sister has roped us into now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Babysitter's Club are doing inscrutable things and they just have to tag along and yeah. assist in some way. She's only 13. Why do we let her drag us into these things? <laughs> Good question. This um, is that time she caught us watching Baywatch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll never live down the shame. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, they there is just endless scenes of children wanting to enthusiastically sign up for, um, yes. for sports ball leagues. Uh, yeah, um, one of them is babysitting multiple children and then Jamie Newton and Nina um, Marshall. Nina Marshall both show up at the door, and she's like, "Oh, hey, come on in, come on over to play." And I was like, "They are both four. 
How yeah. did these two four-year-olds just did? I mean, I know it's a, it's meant to be a small neighborhood, and they all go around the place. But like, I would not dispatch my four-year-old unescorted to somebody else's house where there was a babysitter taking care of multiple other children with yeah. another random neighborhood kid. Why are they all? When I was four, I used to just walk around and visit all the neighbors. It just feels like when I was like two, three. I used to do that. Even in my little estate, like. I don't trust them on the road. Uh, you know, that's fair. And I wouldn't expect some other, like, parent to be minding my four-year-old. Uh, I think this is a combination of, like, it's a different time and narrative convenience. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Okay. I think yeah. she's just not bothered writing in scenes where, like, their moms drop them over and are like, hey, can you watch them for a few minutes while I blah, blah, <laughs> <Yeah>. blah. <laughs> it's like, they just yeah. turned up. It's fine. They just showed up. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'm still not comfortable with it. I feel responsible for these four-year-olds because clearly nobody else is minding them, even if they're fictional and from 30 years ago. I also feel a bit bad for the babysitters who are being paid to mind X number of kids when suddenly you find themselves minding like X plus Y number of kids. That's it. Like, I mean, sometimes it is good to have other kids over to distract your kids. I remember that. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, no, there's there's just a mob of them and they're like, okay, cool, come on in. You can say no to this. You can send the kids home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they don't want to because mm -hmm. babies. Mm. They sit all the babies. It's what they do. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes, illegal daycare. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Oh yeah, Jackie. Um, Jackie Rodowski. I feel like this book kind of does them dirty. Because like when I when I read the title, I was expecting a lot more like Jackie Radowski related injuries and chaos and disasters to happen. He's just kind of baseline Jackie Radowski. Like he doesn't yeah. do that much disastrous stuff. I think the title oversells his disastrousness a bit. He does a bit. I quite there is one great scene where there's just a perfect storm of stuff that goes horribly wrong at the practice, um, including they <laughs> they break a window at the yes. school yeah. near where they're practicing and then like the school secretary is in there and shakes their fist out like that's adorably kind of mid-century um, yeah. yes. kid hijinks like why i oughta apple pies cooling on a windowsill yes exactly <laughs> especially when jackie goes i'm sorry but it was a home run and the secretary's like uh i can't stay mad at you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah no um she describes him as a combination of paddington Eloise and Charlie Bucket. Um, and I think that's quite adorable. And also, like, it's so specific. <laughs> Such yes. a specific combination of children's book characters. Anna Martin wants you to do all the background reading. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that you have. Um, including Eloise, which is quite a rare book and is fucking mad. Although, like, never, it's it's great. It. It's actually, re it's really good and weird. Um, I, I took it out of my school library like 500 times because I was fascinated by it. Um, it's about this kid who w lives in a hotel. Okay. Um, I'm not sure whether it's tragic or hilarious, but yes. Uh, um, I also have like, don't give Archie a nickname without his consent, Christy. <laughs> yes, she tells him that red is a nickname for anyone with red hair. And it's like, that's not polite, Christy. And also, all three boys have red hair, so you're yeah, just setting so yourself up for confusion. Yeah. And Archie is like, what? What did you call me? Like, he's not, not here for nickname. this. Yeah. <laughs> my nickname is Archie. <laughs> yeah. I'm already called Archibald. Archibald for some reason, so... <laughs> 
I, I did love Christy's description of like how she feels arriving at the Radowski house, which is how we get to the word trepidation. <laughs> She's like, Jackie is a nice kid. I like to sit for him, but because I never know what's going to happen, I feel that trepidation. I feel it the whole time I'm at the Radowskis. It comes over me as soon as I reach their house and it leaves the moment my sitting job is over. <laughs> I think this bears out our theory that Jackie is actually some kind of minor chaos demon. Um, yeah. yeah. She, she, doesn't understand what she's dealing with but she can sense the low level evil <laughs> not evil chaos not yes. evil yeah <laughs> i've often thought about the radeskis that i don't know why they decided there were three of them <laughs> well because they need two kids to hoover up after jackie i yeah that's really the brothers don't have personalities they're just there yeah i it, i think it's a jackie show shay gets some kind of role much later on in um one of the later books i think she um uh i think she gets around to using a lot of her background people yeah, much further down um i i don't know maybe it's like a middle child thing um where you're you're the kid who isn't the oldest and you're not the youngest and you get kind of you you have to stamp your personality on the world it's, and i do it by breaking things this jackie <laughs> uh by like accidentally breaking things i'm not doing it on purpose i'm adorable it's it but on some <laughs> level i am <laughs> i am not the wise elder sibling or the cute younger sibling so i have to be the one who gets his hand stuck in the garbage compactor <laughs> it wasn't yes. the garbage compactor that's very dangerous no i know that would be terrible <laughs> <Much> worse. <laughs> yeah but you know it's going to happen at some point. So yes, Jackie is also keen to play baseball but not very good at it. Shay makes fun of him cuz Shay is kind of a jerk. Uh, and tells him that he's never going to be good enough to be in Little League, which is just a really small, petty insult. (laughs) Also, like, do Little League teams have minimum requirements? Yeah, I think that's selective. I would say, like, like, age, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, age I'll buy. Shay is generally quite supportive of Jackie, so it's sort yeah, of yeah. yeah. He was just having a it's mood, no, it's a funny one though, like because you don't you don't generally get that level of um yeah uh, that in the Radowski household. Shay is mostly, as you say, wielding the like the sweeping brush. After yeah, like, oh, that's, okay, that's it. Uh, that's Pike triplets level uh, there. Mm. Really. Yeah. Kind speaking of, of the Pike triplets, I had a realization reading this, mm-hmm. yeah. which is that the Pike triplets are now best pals with Matt Braddock because mm-hmm. he's really into sports as well. Matt Braddock is seven, and Nikki Pike is eight, and they won't hang out with Nikki because they say that Nikki is too young to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. But they hang out with someone who's a year younger than him. Uh, and yeah, they've sunk even lower in my estimation, basically. Uh, also, they make fun of Nikki's baseball ability because, of course, they do. But whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, at this point, they're just bullying Nikki for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki has one hundred percent grown up to be a really angry journalist. That's what I'm thinking. There are several like thinly disguised memoirs of <laughs> the Pike family <laughs> and of life and the life with the Pikes. Um, and he's probably condensed his horrible triplet brothers into a single older brother. Um, that's what I reckon. And it's on. It's like a New York Times bestseller. And they're like, "Oh, is this based on your real life experiences?" And he'll, he's just like smoking a cigarette, looking into the distance, going, "No, I have no brothers. I have no brothers." <laughs> He's probably wearing a smoking jacket. Yes. (laughs) 
he's talking to the New York Times. I hope he's living his best life. <laughs> yes. He wrote it on a typewriter. You know it was a typewriter. Totally. Oh. <laughs> the triplets haven't read his book. Christy has a billion kids. She's got like 20 kids or something with an average age of 5.8. I love that. I know. <laughs> yes. Uh, Christy, like, she goes through all the kids and their ages and she works out what the average is. Um, and it's it's 5.8 years. And then she keeps referring back to that later on. Back to it. I, it's so cute. There's a, a one point where she says they lose their con- they lost their concentration sometimes in the practice. But what can you expect from 5.8 year old kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's like two or three different occasions in the book she says things like that. Yes. yes. So I hoped everyone would be able to tell that I was a coach because I was 13 and not 5.8. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that she's described Gabby Perkins's like main issue as doesn't understand the game <laughs> because Gabby Perkins is two and a half. Like, no, she's probably still in nappies. Yes, yeah, it's very sweet that they let her on the team, but like, <laughs> she's she's playing an absolute blinder. Okay, so and I say this because. Mariah and Gabby are five and a half and two and a half. And my kids are exactly that age. And they would not be an asset to a softball or any form of ball team. (laughs) Even if they were very, um, you know, enthusiastic about it. And yeah, probably the small one would, would, you know, do his best and everything. But I can't speak for hand-eye coordination or or anything or him not wandering off, like, during the game to play dinosaurs or something. So, like... Gabby seems to be fully engaged with it, which is just astonishing to like, me. I couldn't engage with a game at the age of 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is implausible. But the Parkinson's <laughs> are all a bit... Oh yeah, they're Mary Sue's. They're all kind of perfect, so... They're Mariah Sue's. But at one point, um, Jessie comes to practice with the family that she's babysitting, mm-hmm. which includes a two-year-old. And Christy's like, yeah, Jesse was sitting on the side because uh, when you bring a two-year-old around, you need like changing bags and sippy cups and like cartons of Cheerios and whatnot. Yeah. And like, this kid is the same age as one of your players. <laughs> why, why is one of them a baby and one of them an athlete? <laughs> <laughs> She's just a different level of babyhood, okay? She's... <laughs> that six months makes all the difference i mean it makes a very large difference at that age it does but but not that much of a difference yeah it's crazy yeah so i like christy's criteria for her first practice um being a success they're like they're kind of adorable so she says nobody had cried or gotten hurt they'd been excited they'd had fun and they'd come up with a team name um like i don't think is this the one where they broke the window I think this, that's a subsequent practice. Yeah, I think that's another one. Even so, it's like it's quite disastrous. I think they um they lose the ball altogether and they go hunting for the ball and they can't find it, so she has to send everybody home. Um <laughs> so she they all arrive and they count all the equipment. Um and she says, the only thing we're low on is balls. And I had a very I I kept a straight face. <laughs> I, I did not, no. I did not keep straight face on that one. Um, but uh, they, so they only have one ball and they lose it and they have to go home. And she's like, yeah, no, that was great. That went well. Yeah, she has a great attitude, honestly. And, and I commend that. Also, I love the whole thing about, uh, yeah, their team name is Christie's Crushers, spelt with a K. Mm-hmm. But Karen Brewer will not countenance this and insist that that's not how you spell Christie's Crushers. And when they make team shirts, she uh, insists on her shirt having it spelt with a C. I remember reading that. That was the only thing I specifically remember. And I was like, uh, yeah, 
Like, obviously. <laughs> Look, me and Karen were both Karens. What can I say? Yep. <laughs> uh, I had actually forgotten that until I reread the book. But I hadn't actually forgotten that I had just forgotten to think of it because I it's definitely one of the things that I have sort of remembered and smiled to myself about throughout the years. <laughs> weirdly enough, one of the things that I really remember about it was the concept of iron-on letters. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I wonder, are they like those red velvet ones you get? Back before you could just get cheap silk screen prints on things. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Do you remember that you used to be able to have like these velvet iron-on letters? Kind of velour yeah. Velour, mm. I say velvet. Yeah, velour. <laughs> iron-on letters. And I, I also... Like you'd get on a sports jersey thing. Yeah, except like you don't these days, but no. you used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah, was like, I, same I bet that's what they are. I'm guessing, I bet they're yeah. all velour-y. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They didn't say. They didn't say, but I think we can we can assume they're velour-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yes, we've been told that Claire Pike will have baseball tantrums and baseball tantrums only. Apparently <laughs> she has no tantrums about anything else, but she will even have tantrums watching baseball on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got very specific tantrum triggers. So every time she strikes out, she has a huge tantrum and screams and cries. I think I remember they extended her tantruming later on in the series <laughs> because it, no you know, fair. was great instant drama. There were only so many situations where they could expose her to baseball frustration. Yeah. In fairness, it, that is exactly the way it would go where you're like, you've got this even tempered child and then she develops this one specific quirk and something that makes her mad. And then she decides she likes being mad. And then quite a lot of things make her get mad. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually they go to college, I presume. Um, so, yeah. So they have, um, she gets help from various babysitters, uh, which is great. One of the girls is quite helpful. I think it's Mallory, because um, she has yeah. just had to absorb all the, the baseball stuff all the time at home. But um, uh, Claudia comes along and is quite useless um, and distractible. Mostly looking at a piece of candy that she brought with her. <laughs> I'm with Claudia, though. Like, yeah. Really. That feels really, though, like Christy is like, I don't know what she was doing. She was probably meditating on a Snickers bar, because that's the kind <laughs> of thing that Claudia would do. I feel like Christy maybe isn't the most reliable narrator here. Yeah, Claudia was actually diligently doing her physical therapy stretches or something. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but, th- so yeah, so she's not helpful to Christy, as far as Christy knows, until she steps up for some impromptu alfresco dentistry. <laughs> so that's cool. Yes! Oh man! I I really empathise with Christy in this. I am exactly the same about loose teeth. I fucking hate loose teeth. So Jackie is... He's supposed to be wearing a catcher's helmet, but he takes it off to experiment with sticking chewing gum in the face guard. And he gets hit in the face with the ball and it knocks his tooth really loose. So Christy mm-hmm. is really like creeped out by wobbly teeth, so she can't stand to look at him. So Claudia helpfully like dives in and pulls the tooth out for him and saves the day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jackie's like, Woo, I love losing teeth. And yeah, so <laughs> Jackie's totally fine with it and Christy's like oh my god I think I would have been like that as well but we um we did establish in a previous book that Christy doesn't like blood or squirrels or snobs the, yeah. or that other thing whatever it was but yeah Cabbage, people who chew with their mouths open people who chew with their mouths open yeah so so the her not liking wobbly bleeding teeth would be totally makes yeah, sense it's legit it fits with that yeah I don't know, the one time 
I got hit in the mouth and lost teeth. I was not sanguine about it. <laughs> Except all. in the literal sense that... Oh, yeah. Oh, we, <laughs> we used up every towel in my aunt's house. Oh. <laughs> my cousin was pushing me on one of those little kind of push-along things. I was four. It was just before I started school, like two weeks before oh. I started school. My cousin was pushing me on one of those little push-along things and it hit the curb. Oh. And I went flying over the top and landed face first on the concrete path. Oh, no. Um, so you yeah. lost teeth that weren't ready to come out. Yeah, I lost. Oh, yeah, my two front teeth. I was four. They were not due. They were not ripe. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, no. So I just had no front teeth until I was like eight and they finally grew in. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember. I ju- I mostly remember I just I screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed. Mm. Like, I don't actually remember it hurting, but it must have. Yeah. I was just panicked and in pain mm-hmm. and screeching solidly and they were like we're gonna have to bring her to the dentist probably just because there's so much blood they couldn't tell what had happened yeah um and uh, they drove me out to a dentist who in my head was a friend of my uncle's who lived in across the road from him but i think possibly we just passed my uncle's house on the way um <laughs> and he might have been my uncle's dentist mm. um and uh yeah one of the teeth was hanging on by a thread and he had to pull it off and it just made me scream more because i was terrified oh. of the idea of it but it can't have hurt worse than like everything anyway oh my god yeah that is that was, that's that that's horrifying that was <laughs> yeah kid. that was that was pretty bad i was i i don't ever remember being more upset or frightened like for my entire childhood than that yeah that's horrifying that's quite understandable so yeah i've never like had a worse injury like you know that's actually probably the only like of like yeah so yeah that was really bad but yeah so i'm uh, glad it like it it rectified itself through just normal <laughs> you yeah. growing up kind of thing. Yeah, but. well, I mean, as the dentist kind of said, it's fine. They're baby teeth. Don't worry about it. They're burner teeth anyway. She'll grow her big ones when they would have come anyway. It'll be fine. So, yeah, and they did. I hated my own loose teeth. I freaked out every time and had absolutely no chill about it. I hated other kids having Aww. loose teeth. There was a girl a couple of years below me in primary school who figured this out and she would come over to me every time she had a new loose tooth, which was constantly, she must have had 35 teeth. She was just constantly <laughs> losing baby oh teeth. And she'd like wiggle them at me to freak me out. And it freaked me out every time. Uh, I'm so glad my daughter has outgrown most of the loose teeth at this point. Like they're they're mostly out now. I, I just who was that bitch in your school? <laughs> she, she was actually very sweet, and we were quite friendly otherwise. But like the teeth thing was very unsettling. Jesus. She'd well, come over with this glint in her eye and be like, "Hey Esther, guess what I've got?" Oh, no. <sighs> yeah, well, mouth phobia. Okay, as <laughs> we've established. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that was some fun body horror. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the book as well. The book, yes. There's just yeah. been plenty, plenty of it. I think <laughs> Claudia covered in blood and being like, hey, I got your tooth out, Jackie. And Christy going, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's a, there was a, another character moment that I loved where earlier when Christy feels that Claudia is not being helpful enough, uh, she wants to give out to her, but she restrains herself because she doesn't want the kids to think she's an ogre. And I have so many sarcastic rejoinders to that. <laughs> what about your friends thinking you were going over there, Christy? Yeah. 
<laughs> if you're self-aware enough to know that you losing your temper makes people think that, why do you keep doing it? Uh, it's 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 just that she can't do it in front of the kiddies. It's uh-huh. a it's a different thing. Um, uh-huh. And Claudia is gonna tell her to like tell her where to go. <laughs> Look, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm helping you out. <laughs> yeah, no, that that absolutely tracks with Christie's behavior. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just hilarious that like. I sort of assumed up to then she was pretty oblivious, but like she clearly knows this is how people respond when she does her Christy thing. Yeah. Um, so then she uh, goes to like check in with Bart and talk coach stuff. And mm-hmm. he challenges her to a match. Okay. Can I like give the introduction to that whole section? Go for which it. Which I noted down specifically as when supper was over that night I found Shannon in the den chewing on a rubber toy that looked like a steak and I was <laughs> genuinely was like Shannon Kilburn <laughs> for a second and then I remembered that obviously yes they named their dog after the snooty reserve babysitter who lives in Christie's area <laughs> but I was like that is I much prefer this mental image. <laughs> oh, hey, Shannon. Didn't hear you come in there. Hi, Christy. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, she, Christy in this one spends a lot of time walking the dog around the neighborhood, like hoping to be like, oh, hi, Bart. I didn't realize you were here. Um, so uh, that's that's why she's gone in to like rouse the dog. Yes. <laughs> The implausible thing about this is that it actually works because like <laughs> I remember being a teenage girl and many teenage girls coming up with many harebrained schemes to be roaming the neighborhood in the hopes that a boy would be around and he was never around. Yeah, never, Bart is like never works in real life. Gardening or something and is like, "Oh, hey." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's books like this that gave us the incorrect impression that boys would just be findable when we wanted to find them instead of hanging out yes. in their bedrooms, which they probably were doing. Yeah, I mean, she'd walk right past his house, but mostly that results in sort of walking past his house, staring intently at it as he passed, hurrying to the end of the garden, someone saw me, someone saw me, and then like clustering together and giggling hysterically. Like, yes. that's how that goes. And then being like, mm-hmm. why didn't romance happen? I, I did all the things. <laughs> So yeah, so he challenges her to a match and she's like, I don't think we're really ready, but I can't back down from a fight. So yes, we're doing this match. I think it's a game, is it? Or what? Does does she use the term match? Uh, Probably says game. I, yeah, I suppose he says game. Is there a difference between a game and a match? M- match tends to be more British English, not exclusively, ah, okay. but more likely to be used in British English and Irish English, to be fair. Listen, I don't know what sport the Super Bowl is, so <laughs> never mind. Just strike this whole section from the record. Every time you tell me that I have to cut this bit out, that means I have to keep this bit. I know. <laughs> I know how it is. Um, I'll just have to say something really unwoke here if I want you to actually take it out. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't have that guts. <laughs> um. I literally can't think of a single thing. <laughs> um, what I will say, though, is that Bart has a Rottweiler called Twinkle, and that makes me very happy. Yeah, that's yeah. adorable. Um, I And he's just totally unselfconscious about Twinkle. Um, yep. Like, so clearly there's a, like, I don't know, either he named the dog when he was much smaller, or there's like a small child, or, a, you know, someone in the family, or his, his mom is really... 
or dad is like super i don't know or it's just deeply ironic or yeah maybe I it know. is <laughs> like, it's like um, i had a friend who was adamant that when she grew up she was gonna have a dog that was all one color called them spot a white dog named blackie black dog named snowy this was going to happen did it happen <laughs> i don't believe so <laughs> Maybe it's like, yeah, don't be fooled. It's because of the twinkle in his eye before he savages you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes, the Rottweiler seems to be a perfectly nice dog, as far as we know. Um, yes. Yeah. So, sorry, I keep interrupting. What do they even talk about in this piece, in this particular conversation? Very little. Uh, they just talk a bit about the ins and outs of coaching kids, and then Bart's like, let's have a game slash match. And... <laughs> So it is agreed. Uh, and then Christy tells the kids, and they're very, very, very excited. And that's when Jackie breaks the window. Uh, but <laughs> Christy's like, yeah, this was pretty good. This was one of the biggest days in Crusher history. It's like their third practice. They've had three days in Crusher history. I know. <laughs> the kids are so into it. It's adorable. Though. I know. But this is Christy saying it's the biggest days in Crusher history. There have been I mean... very few days. <laughs> she is only 13 instead of 5.8 That's but true. yeah so she's she's just enjoying being a coach this is pretty much her dream so um, well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Her. it's pretty healthy kids and sports and bossing them around yeah <laughs> and then being pretty eager to be bossed around like yeah. she's she's in her element they really listen to her like mm-hmm. like that that's another thing that does not happen in real life <laughs> like you cannot yeah. get 20 kids to listen to you yeah, I definitely did not show this type of enthusiasm for any extracurricular activity. Yeah, I think actually for me, the thing that really broke my suspension of disbelief is that they all turn up to practice every time. Like that, yeah, that doesn't all, happen. All of them. Yeah. Um, well, the parents have events to be getting to, so the kids are going to practice. Yeah. They've yeah. now scheduled like a matinee, um, like swingers afternoon <laughs> to coincide. Yes, no wonder they're so supportive of the team. It's like, you're going to babysit the kids even more time than you were. <laughs> I have some calls to make. For free? I'm in. For the, for the price of uh, velour letters to, like, iron on t-shirts? I can, I can arrange that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can keep some homemade sports kit clean. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But yeah, no, my own five-year-old is not this level of cooperative. And it's not that he's, like being bold or anything he just has his own ideas about how rules go and he's if you explain a rule to him he will probably be like no no here's how we'll do it instead. <laughs> oh <laughs> i like, remember that age oh my god i'm not sure this is an age with him i think this may be i i vaguely recall occasionally doing this myself and i'm like oh i probably can't blame my husband for this i think <laughs> i think i know what side he's getting it from but like you, there is no point do you know the way we've been in lockdown we're doing home schooling type activities and there's loads of stuff online about you know here's great games that you can do with them and i'm like i tried some of those and like he just takes it and is like no 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 mom i'll show you how we're doing it and I'm just like I, I, I just set up this obstacle course and you're like disassembling it uh, and it's, yep. i just know there's no point now um so it's fine <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of kids do that. I didn't do it a lot. I just did not get rules. They didn't go into my head. I couldn't remember them. I didn't know how they interacted. And I couldn't understand them. 
So, especially when you were trying to play like neighborhood kids games and no one would ever teach you the rules. Hmm. They'd just be like, start playing with us. <laughs> and I'd just stand there six and bewildered mm. and eventually get bored because I didn't know what was happening and go home. Mm. Yeah, I I remember there were a couple of girls like that in my class who were like, if you don't already know the rules, then you just can't play with us. And it was like, wow. But how was I supposed to learn the rules? You never told mm. me. But those girls were just bitches anyway. Was, so Yeah, mm. they weren't like that. Like they were like, encouraging me to play and trying to explain the rules but they were like seven and eight and bad at it Mm. i think that learning how to learn rules is a skill that Mm -hmm. is Mm. probably a milestone and probably learning how to teach rules is as well yeah oh big like yeah and yeah so you're just caught in that awful cleft stick of being hard like not old enough to know how to learn it yeah and being with somebody who's doing their best to explain it to you but like Thinks they're doing a good job of that, but they're really not. <laughs> I mean, you were probably only an average of 5.8, so... We were probably only an average of 5.8, but most <laughs> definitely some of the kids a little bit younger than me were um, uh, were Perkinsing it up mm-hmm. while I was standing there incompetently. <laughs> <laughs> some oh, kids that's... are naturally sporty, and I yeah. think the very existence of the three of us proves that there is a range. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the other end of the range. We're at the end of a sports bell curve. <laughs> yeah. yes. I leave it to our listeners to determine which end <laughs> exactly <laughs> hey yeah. i've got community games medals for judo i've got Ooh. community games medals for the table quiz i wished i was doing the table quiz it was a lot of fun i highly recommend it to to any parents who are listening it's a it's a good buzz and live in ireland yeah if the community <laughs> games are still a thing they are a thing i looked it up oh good good where do they have them these days in your community, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Bart brings his horrible, horrible children to yeah. uh, their to their practice to scope out the competition. Mm-hmm. And Karen, you had an idea for uh, a recurring segment. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Does everyone suck? Yeah. Is everyone terrible? Um, and actually, not everybody in the whole book is terrible, but... In this scene, Bart's bashers are abysmal and Bart does not notice what they're doing, which no. to my mind is a babysitting fail. Like, Yeah, even Christy says that. She's like, if he can't control them, he shouldn't be coaching them. Yep. Yeah. And they also, um, I wish that I, I was waiting for the bit where she would stride up to them and give Bart a piece of her mind. Right. Um, and she doesn't do it. And I feel really saddened by that. Um, so yeah, Bart is a, allegedly he's really focused on watching the crushers who are very small children. Also, a couple of the kids are like trying to distract him, like they keep like trying to get like sports advice off him and tying his mm-hmm. shoelaces together and stuff. Oh yeah, so they're he's just ignoring them and watching the crushers. He's trying to watch the crushers and they're distracting him by like trying to draw him into conversation and stuff i think and tying his shoelaces together opening his shoelaces and so he notices that but he doesn't notice that they are actively um very meanly heckling the small kids who are trying to practice yeah um they're being yeah. like genuinely quite abusive yeah really they're being awful. mean to matt braddock and making fun of him for being deaf and they're making fun of jackie for being untidy and making fun of new kid jake coon for being a bit chubby and 
basically they're just garbage children. Yeah. Like you absolutely could say to them, like, so Christy has got permission to practice in this particular space because it belongs to a school and she could be like, no, get out of our practice area. Yeah. Get. And I really wish we'd had that. Like, that's my only complaint with this book is that um, Christy does not stand up for the kids in that way, despite the fact she's very supportive otherwise. She's quite intimidated by Bart. um, Yeah. But it would have been a much more empowering book if she had just, like, put her boot up his ass. She's 13 (laughs) and may not realise. Yeah, exactly. That she can do that. I wouldn't have thought it would be out of character for Christy, who puts the boot in a lot. And it's people that she's more confident with. It is, like, it's just unfortunate that she has, um, like, oh, she has a crush on this guy. Uh, I think that that's kind of part of it, is that she doesn't want to... um, confront him you know who would have confronted him who marianne yeah <laughs> oh marianne yeah would have cut a bitch yeah she would have actually oh if only she was there if she had been there at that practice Oof. you know she would have died inside but she yeah. would have done it yeah she How would dare you make fun of like the two and a half year old yeah <laughs> she's just here to do her best i know they're laughing at the two and a half year old for using a wiffle ball a thing that I googled, they're those plastic balls with all the holes in them. I remember those. We used to play Unihawk with those. I think I learned that's what they were called because they were brief, frequently trotted out in PE. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what they were. But yeah, she, I think, I think also they just get in her head a bit. Yeah, um, they do. Like she starts to worry that like maybe they're right to make fun of her team basically and like maybe they're doomed. And then Jackie, like, What's, what is it he does? He crashes into the catcher's cage and, mm. oh yeah, a couple of the bashers were like swinging on it and they get knocked over, um, <laughs> which is no more than they deserve. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah, there are a bunch of boys who are all a good bit older. Um, yeah. So, uh, and Bart is normally supposed to be in charge of them and he is not. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's unclear like how how much he knows he's letting them get away with it like are they trying to distract him so they can do this or is he just kind of knowingly turning a blind eye to it but i like, think it really depends how reliable a narrator we want to take christy to be because yeah mm. she th- she thinks they're distracting him and that he's not aware yeah mm. but that may or may not be the case yeah i mean i i'm pretty sure that we are meant to take that Christie's perspective as correct um, mm-hmm. and I know Bart shows up in later books and is not a baddie but yeah but you yeah, know that's I mean isn't that's the problem with everything we've seen in the last few years is that it's not people being assholes it's people in positions of authority condoning them and encouraging yeah. them to be assholes yeah. oh yeah uh, that is the the really disheartening thing <laughs> yeah yeah no he absolutely needs to be paying more attention to what they're doing and like yeah t- he, he ought to take them home or at the very least be like okay here's how we're gonna behave towards these small children who i've agreed that we're gonna play against um like be fucking supportive yes be sportsmanlike. I mean, yeah you don't <laughs> i don't know that sportsmanlike is actually something that you encounter very much with the you know, maybe in actual sports. I think it's just being polite while playing sports. I think sportsmanlike. Uh, no, one of the best examples of sportsmanlike behavior was the story about the Irish lacrosse team. 
Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what they mean by sportsmanlike. But the whole thing about where you you it's one thing when you're like you actually have a league. Yeah. yeah. I think what I'm seeing here is like it's a bit more freely structured and it's supposed to be um like oh yeah we'll all just have a you know um a casual game and it'll yeah. be fun and like no it's actually going to be super vicious yes yeah <laughs> no i know what you mean you've got to make your own stakes yeah and mm. yeah yeah on another note like i know we all make the jokes about the illegal daycare and that's funny but also this this team has no insurance no <laughs> and and neither does, does bart's team and also why are 13 year olds coaching baseball teams because litigation hadn't been insurance yeah. necessary yeah. at that point. I'm going to go again with a combination of it's a different time and narrative convenience. Yeah. There'd be no story. It was just about Christy applying for insurance coverage. <laughs> Getting denied. Yes. I mean, it would be Watson applying for the insurance coverage. Yeah. And then on it, it would be like, yes, the coach is 13 and there will be no adults there. <laughs> and being denied. Mm. Yes. Oh yeah, we we want to talk about Watson because mm-hmm. Watson oh, yeah. is super sweet in this. I love mm-hmm. Watson in this book. Yeah, that's so nice. So yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they like it's not a major feature of the book, but like there's a few little scenes of just Chris- Watson sort of helping Christy plan and everything, and mm-hmm. helping her organize and yeah. like teaching her about the right mindset and being like, as long as everyone does their best, that's all you can ask of them. And it's very sweet mm-hmm. and wholesome. Yeah, when she decides to start the team in the first place she's like you know what i should ask watson about this because you know he's interested in baseball and he'd be he'd be good or sports ball um and he'd, he'd be just a good person to ask uh and she goes to him and he seems to have been like oh my god i'm just i'm so happy this moment has come and then he's like just got her back for everything he's like okay right <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna take over this but like I'm gonna whatever you need. I'm gonna just support you yeah. in it. It's it's gonna yes. be great. He's brilliant. He's <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. so adorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just clearly chuffed that she's confided. In I, I would absolutely yeah. love to see Netflix Watson mm-hmm. doing yes, this. Doing book. this, like it would aw. be adorable. Yeah. I absolutely predict that when Netflix do this, um, Christy is gonna like just shout Bart's head off if the Bashers <laughs> behave in any way remotely. Yes. But maybe the like the bashers won't be like that. Maybe, maybe. yeah. <laughs> They'll have maybe. to have some kind of narrative tension. I don't know. How are they yeah. gonna manage it? But like oh Yeah, maybe they won't be as terrible. They won't be as awful. I mean they might just be like, Well, these guys aren't good at baseball at all. We'll hammer them. <laughs> <They'll>, <laughs> as opposed to like individually being mean and picking on individuals on the team yeah. for yeah. being <laughs> deaf, for instance. Jesus Christ! He's no, they'll, so much. I know. they'll stand at the side making really technical points. Yes. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> you who? Just your stance. <laughs> what kind of angle is that? <laughs> I, don't know I, I, I don't know anything to say that would be technical and about baseball. So, do you call that tackling? <laughs> I, I don't. Not. Is there tackling in baseball? No, no. no. <laughs> I hope not. Sometimes when one of them is running really fast towards a base, then and they slide, they can knock someone over, but that's mostly just a coincidence. <laughs> I think they sometimes fall over, right? <laughs> Again, listeners, don't at us. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be so many ads. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Oh, there's something else that I love. 
the morning of the match, Christy, like, she gets up and she's really nervous and she runs downstairs to make sure the little kids are all getting ready. And she finds them eating a gigantic breakfast because <laughs> David Michael says they have to bulk up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're eating, like, piles of, like, bacon and carbs and stuff. <laughs> Charlie's been sort of making them a gigantic breakfast. It's like, yeah, I didn't think they'd take it seriously. <laughs> I just love the idea of like all these little kids trying to get those sick gains. You know, like, yeah, like four hours before they play a match. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta build muscle. In fairness, okay. if you're if you're going to convert like a fry up to muscle at any stage of your life, it's probably when you're eight. Like... <laughs> well, that's, that's true. Either when you're eight or when you're like in your puberty growth spurt are the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, it doesn't matter what food stuff it is, yeah. as long as there's a lot of it. Yeah. Ah. It's very cute, though. I'm just picturing like Karen chugging the protein shakes. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would be so serious about that. Oh, oh God, wow. she'd be so serious. I bet she has like a fitness Instagram now. <laughs> yes. Oh. She eats terrifying amounts of hard boiled eggs. <laughs> so, uh,. Yeah, they go to the match. Uh, the Bashers have better uniforms because they're rich assholes. And they're all boys mm. because they're misogynist assholes. They're, they have better uniforms because they've been around for more than two weeks. <laughs> that too. It's yeah. a factor. <laughs> True. <laughs> are, they, are they sponsored by the Fudge Depot? <laughs> <laughs> no, that only happens in Maine. Small towns. Can I just ask, um, in that book where there was the whole thing about trying to get the kid into the baseball team, yeah. did Christy ever mention, oh, hey, I coach a baseball yeah. team? I'm quite oh, she did and they just I'm ignored her. I'm pretty sure she did. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's why she was like, I coach a team back home. Here's 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 how you play ball, guys. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. Um, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. So they did have that rudimentary bit of continuity. <laughs> I, I think that Christie's Crushers and Bart's Bashers wind up integrated into the chapters, the the intro chapters going forward. Oh yeah, no, they do. It becomes one of the things we know about yeah. Christie. Is that, yeah. And so a lot of the detail that you might, you were remembering earlier on might actually have come from those other, because I remember hearing about that in exhaustive detail in later books going, oh, this again. Yes, um, later on. So, <laughs> yeah. hand over to the ghostwriter. So, yeah. So then there's just like a Quidditch montage. <laughs> they play sports. They hit the ball. Sometimes they do it good. Sometimes they do it bad. To, so it's like it's like when I read, read the Aubrey and Matron books. Mm -hmm. They do things to ropes and sails and bits of the boat. It moves at a speed in a direction when I get to the next paragraph, the context there tells me whether what happened was good or bad. This is kind of how I feel about this. I'm like, is struck out a good thing? I think it's when you miss the ball a lot. Okay. And I just sort of, you know, ignore all the actual technicalities of everything that's happened. Basically what happens is, um, I think the, 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 the crushers aren't doing too great. And then they get a bit inspired and they really fight back and start the the bashers start going oh wow these little kids who suck at baseball might actually you know they're actually scoring points and doing pretty well here um and then in the end the bashers win but the crushers are so happy because they put up such a good show we we are kind of 
turning ourselves into caricatures here. There is actually events going on in the game that <laughs> you don't need to be a sportscaster to be able to well, yeah, there's stuff like interpret. Jackie, Jackie Wojcicki's Dark Knight yeah. of the Soul. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's really yes. important. Um, yes, yeah. Jackie is like playing around with a bat and knocks over the refreshment table that Sam and Charlie have been staffing. Uh, um, and it's, they, There's they, just they, brownies everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Um, and he's very embarrassed, so he fakes an injury. But then Christy gives him like a two-paragraph pep talk, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I think my injury's better," and then it's fine. So it's a very, very brief Dark Knight of the Soul. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Jackie, Jackie Radowski having any other sort of Dark Knight of the Soul. He's just such a cheerful <laughs> yeah. little dude. He just bounced right back in. Yeah. yeah, and there's things like the um, Nicky Pike was going to be their main pitcher, oh, but yeah. then he's unwell, so he has to get replaced by Jake Coon, who's nowhere near as um, sort of competent. But uh, he he steps up and he does his thing. So there's just an awful lot of this kind of thing going on yeah. where. Um, there's there's little teeny interpersonal dramas, there are. but all and of it contributes to a big win. Oh yes, and Charlotte Johansson becomes a cheerleader briefly. Yes, uh, she's <laughs> writing cheers for the other girls to cheerlead with, but then she like plucks up her courage and joins the cheerleading, and then the Pike triplets join in as well, which is probably the nicest thing they've ever done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, and. Oddly non-heteronormative for the yeah. triplets. Yeah. And speaking of um, like uh, character development from asshole to, okay, I guess you've done one nice thing. The uh, the bashers kind of go from, ugh, why do I have to do this? When like pitching against a two and a half year old and told mm-hmm. to stand very near her and slowly throw the wiffle ball because mm-hmm. she's two and she's in nappies. <laughs> and uh, he's like, ugh, really this? And then... The, by but but by midway through the game, they're going up and switching balls and, and and going closer with no issue, and they're kind of gaining respect for their opponents because they're trying so hard. Yes, which wouldn't happen in real life, but you know it's nice. Yeah, well, no, in real life they might show up and be like, ah, God, <laughs> okay, yeah, give me the wiffle. Ah, look at her. Oh, gosh, you know. let her get a home run. Let her get a home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah go on. Like, yeah. Actually, get out the way. Yeah, in real know. life, even. <laughs> like oh we're the lads lads would totally be like oh no we're just she's a baby we'll let the baby yeah we we'll let the baby yeah. get to let her do her thing yeah. yeah then she becomes the mascot and they put her in the big cup exactly <laughs> that's that how is... that works exactly. you're not supposed to be all like oh i'm not gonna throw the wiffle ball to the baby oh that yeah. would threaten my masculinity i want to use a real baseball and put her in danger yeah. <laughs> like i mean shut up you're only nine yeah. <laughs> What masculinity is today? Yeah. <laughs> so yes, this ragtag bunch of misfits does not win the big game, but everyone admires their fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. And then Bart walks Christy home and apologizes for his kids being assholes. Yeah, I have like, damn right he apologizes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a belated apology. Yeah. That could have come before the game or while they were being assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before the game would have been really good. Yeah. Yeah, ideally. Mm. Uh, but not so good for the suspense. So, And then he invites Christy on a sports date. Yes. <laughs> Which neither of them admits is a date, I think. They were just going to go to watch a sports happen. Yes, it's a sports platonic hang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Christy tells Watson and Watson's like, wonderful. Oh. 
she's like, how does everyone know that there's been like sparks flying between me and this boy that I physically can't stop stalking? <laughs> I kept my secret so well. Aww. Yeah. There is an interesting bit where um, Bart is being like all really keen to, hey, I want to hang out with you and your friends. And like, yeah, this is cool. We're hanging, we're hanging out. Um, <laughs> so, hey, oh, you're in the babysitter's club. Can I come to a meeting? And she's like, no. <laughs> I, think that's I was like though. denied yeah. uh, but really really professionally she's like oh no that's for work no no yeah. we'll meet up some other time and he's like okay that's cool wow. I mean but it would okay. be like meeting someone and then being like oh can I come to your work and you just be like no I yeah. work there no I'm I'm glad that it's like so there there is no she has no hesitancy in saying yeah. like yeah. oh no that's not gonna happen that, that's, that's it's for work delightful. we, we like, do call business and, <laughs> yeah. and club hours some of our members aren't even allowed to come to meetings. Like we, we don't even let Logan in. So, what chance do you have? Logan doesn't want to come. <laughs> Shannon, though. Mm. Yeah, we, we don't even let Logan in because of that one time somebody nearly said brass strap and we all combusted. <laughs> yeah, and then Shannon just wants to eat like a. A plastic steak and roll around <laughs> on the floor. That's kind of weird. So. I mean, to be fair, I think Poppy Shannon would bring a lot to the meetings. Oh, yeah. That's true. Christy would be real annoyed that they were just, like, playing with Puppy Shannon. And yeah, well, she's annoyed with Mary Angrick's Tigger. Yes. Uh, and everyone's like... distracted by the kitten. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Christy during lockdown. It's just, like, the person who gets annoyed at people changing their Zoom backgrounds and their pets <laughs> distracting everyone. <laughs> Christy would be doing Zoom babysitting. And she'd be like shouting at the screen, going, "Jackie, what are you doing? Put that down! No, don't! Oh, oh my god, oh my god!" But you know what? Though she'd be really good at it. She'd yeah. be insufferable, but she'd yeah. get things done. She'd get results. Well, how does Zoom babysitting work? So I'm guessing it would be locked down, so the parents would still be in the house, but they really just need to have their kids not talk to them for an hour. Yeah. So, okay, that's relatable. Yeah, it's and they're like. They justify it by being it's better than television and <laughs> it's better than YouTube and off you go. Yeah. Christy does like prop comedy and calls it a Zoom kid kit. Guys, yeah. you're a, you are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to find someone to volunteer to do it. I, uh, it won't be us. I have a neighbor. <laughs> oh, you yeah. do? You have a neighbor who desperately <laughs> wants to babysit. Virtual babysitting. <laughs> yeah. Virtual babysitting. Good idea. Yeah. Just call me Christy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. True to form, this book has no interesting outfits. No. Yes. Christy's perspective, so. She says that, like, sometimes Claudia puts glitter on her nails. Uh, and that's one just one of the wild things she does. It's like, it's called glitter nail varnish. It's wild. very much an established thing. Oh. Was Claudia not wearing an outfit that gets described? Or was it just a theoretical Claudia outfit? So sometimes she paints her shirts in wild colours and... Let me have a check. Yeah, I just feel like I saw something like that, but it could have been one of the many other books that we've read over the past I feel months. like I've read about Claudia having an outfit, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then again, not... I've read 22 Babysitter's Club books for the last while. And, uh... Yeah, it's just like... And a general example, she wears baggy jeans, skin tight pants, mini skirts, odd layers, bright colours and weird jewellery. All at the same time. <laughs> Actually, there was a point where I probably would have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was the late 90s. Yes. So. This is notable 
for I think it's the first time we hear Dawn's fashion sense described as California casual. Hey. Ooh, it is not at all described or defined. <laughs> nope, and it never will be. But yeah, this is. I mean, I guess it's a Christie book, so there's no mm-hmm. fashion. That's, that's she fair. feels about clothes the way we feel about sports. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes. Never the twain shall meet. Exactly. Which is fine. So yeah, do we have any life lessons from this? Aside from how to run a legally sketchy kids sports team. <laughs> I mean, it's super inclusive. It is. Like, it's yeah. really nice in that regard. It's very um, nice. Yeah, like, do sports, have fun with them, um, don't take it too seriously. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a very sports message, but maybe maybe uh, there are lots of teams like that out there and I've never encountered one. Well, when you're only 5.8, you can afford to not take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the time to, for vicious competition will come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by then, maybe their star bat- batter will be out of nappies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's fucking Mariah. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, she's good at baseball too. As well as everything else. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to translate Eva's facial expression <laughs> into podcast. It as pointy. Perfect. It's a pointy face. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's a pointy, pointy expression. Kind of annoyed and skeptical, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you went real pointy there. My face is pretty pointy to start with, so that's impressive. It went extra pointy. <laughs> it got extra angles. Yeah, this was short on life lessons, aside from... The spirit of the game versus yeah. being an asshole about winning. And, and also about, like, you can include everyone if you really who wants to participate if you make the effort to accommodate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone has to make the effort to accommodate mm-hmm. them. And you should appreciate what everyone brings to the team, even Jamie Newton, who ducks when the ball comes towards him. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And you shouldn't feel bad about accommodating everyone, even if some, like, rich douchebag kids make fun of you. Hmm. I thought it was quite good as well that some of the kids who are bad stay bad. Yeah. It's not um like a heartwarming tale of how everybody finds their inner athlete and they're all brilliant. Because like, no, they're they're still not they're not great. Um they're very new at this. Claire never stops having tantrums. She still has tantrums. Yeah. She has a tantrum <laughs> during the game, her dad has to come and take her away. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, she's five. So Yeah. Point eight. No, she's just fine. Well, she might be five point eight. <laughs> then would they would describe her as going on six occasionally, and they don't. <laughs> okay, you got. Me. She's she's never gonna get turn six. We no. all know this. <laughs> we all know this. They're stuck forever. <laughs> That's true. Christy, what have you done? <laughs> She's given them something else to do in their interminable childhood. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's true. You're gonna need some extracurriculars if you're gonna mm-hmm. be a small kid forever. <laughs> to be fair. I have to say, of all of the books that you could be stuck in an interminable childhood in, these books are pretty good. The drama is usually low stakes. Mm. The endings are usually happy. Nobody is having a tragic childhood. That's important. Um, People have challenges occasionally. Yes. But they don't, yeah, no, you don't want to be stuck in a Dickensian childhood forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Or even necessarily a Judy Bloom. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you don't want to be stuck there. No. Hmm. Just be dealing with issues forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no. One specific issue per book. Light-hearted, light on the issues of these books. Mm. They touch on them. Yeah. There's that 
nice reset button at the end of the wall. Hmm. We were talking about how um, both this one and the previous book really only have the A plot. Yes. Um, and it's possible that we're approaching the point where Anna Martin is writing 20 books a year and doesn't have time for a B plot. Entirely likely because it's also stuff like no mention of Claudia recovering from the mm-hmm. uh, yeah. leg injury, which previously stuff like that was actually... There was a bit mm-hmm. of foreshadowing about it, then it would happen, and then it would, mm-hmm. uh, there'd be a bit of a follow mm-hmm. on to it as well. So, you know what? Yeah. What do you reckon if these two were meant to be one book and they wound up being a bit too much? Hmm. Do you think they could have been like Ooh. A, an A plot and a B, a B plot that were separated out? Which is why Claudia is barely in this book. Yeah. Um. Hmm, maybe. I yeah, could, could be. be, yeah. Like, I could see an editor going, yeah, why don't you split these both out? The title makes... Yeah, it makes more sense, doesn't it? The Walking Disaster, if you were going to have that as a kind of a punny title for both books. Combined. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But just, yeah, couldn't do. They're very different. Actually, and that would kind of balance out the really, like... That last book was, like, kind of awful. Uh, everyone was sort of <laughs> awful. That kid was doing awful things, and instead of like talking to her properly about it, everyone mm. just like was awful back to her. Yeah, and like it. Whereas mm-hmm. this is everyone being their absolute best, uh, bar like Bart Stashers and yeah, they're all cooperating. Like, I don't know. For all we know, that might be Bart Stashers' best. Maybe the rest of the time they're even oh, worse. Gosh. Oh God, help us all. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the rest of the time they go down to the animal shelter and bully the baby animals there or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, you know, rock up to the nearest kindergarten class and make fun of them for being exactly. small. <laughs> Throw rotten tomatoes over the orphanage wall or something. Do you know what's interesting that I noticed in this book, which is a big contrast to the previous one, is that um, Christy is having, I think it's like she's distracted and she has... She needs to pull up her grades a bit, um, but they're kind of understanding at home that she she isn't doing her best at the moment and that's all right. And she says, you know, in fairness, a C plus is not a bad grade. And I was like, you hear that, Kishis? Yes. Because yes. this is completely different to even the conversation we were having last week where we were like, okay, I guess a B minus maybe is bad. Um, but like, clearly it's just wildly different standards in the two yeah, households. because Watson was like, if the C plus was the best you could do, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. And the Kishis were like, oh, B minus, fuck you. Whereas, yeah, so it goes from a student who has been failing class grades, who basically has scraped her way from failing up mm-hmm. to a B minus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, like, piss all over it. And a student who normally gets A's and B's getting a C, get a, was, was it a C plus? Yeah. And they go, oh, that's fair. You know, sometimes, sometimes you struggle with something more than others. Sometimes you have a bad day. I think Watson is the MVP of this book. Yeah, he is. Like, <laughs> Watson is just like gold star dad here. He is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is. yeah. I am wondering if there is an Asian parent stereotype going on with the Kishis, which I'm I'm not loving from a white author. I'm like mm, possible. Possible. Yeah, was that was still a thing, a stereotype in the eighties, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. How do they do it in the in the Netflix series? I imagine this is something that they would have I considered. I think they are... Yeah, I don't think it's vastly different. No. Because I think the only way to stop that would be to have the dynamic 
completely change or to stop Claudia being Asian. Yeah. Uh, which neither yeah. would work. You don't want to lose Janine. So. Yeah. yeah it's not really yeah. undercut. It's, yeah. Ridiculous. But then we didn't have anything in that last book like she got, in the Netflix series, sorry, like she got a decent grade and it's still not good enough. We generally yeah. had her... Um, Kind of struggling a bit. Yeah. Or like lying about her grade to try and get away with something. Yeah. Um, and then, and they were like, mm, okay, well, thank you for telling us and no, you're not going to the dance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think probably on the Netflix series, if Claude got a B minus, her parents would congratulate her on it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope would so, yes. Indicate that they approved of her, her improving, mm. approved to her. <laughs> why can't I English? That they approved <laughs> of, her, of her improving grades. I still didn't say that properly. <laughs> Do you want to try again? Go again, yeah. <laughs> they would indicate that they approved of her improving grades. Yes. Well done. That only took five goes. <laughs> I'm trying not to ruin your take, but yeah, no, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, at least you get a bit of psychological complexity when you have Janine as well. So it's not yeah. just like, uh, you will never, you'll never be as good as, as we want. It's like, you're actually kind of competing against your sister. Who against yeah. someone specific. Is very conforming. Just... Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. they probably, Janine being older, just, they got their expectations skewed madly wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Like, a B yeah, is bad, though. A B is bad because you get all A's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, shall we start to wrap things up? Yeah. Sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, watch me as I remember to plug our social media. Um, <laughs> we are on Twitter as at Podcast Dawn. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr as the podcast at Dawn's House. And we absolutely love when people get in touch with us. Uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and say nice things about us. Next episode, we are reading number 21, which is Mallory and the Trouble with Twins. Um, so join us for that. And in conclusion, we love Watson. Watson is great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fuck the bashers. We love Watson. Are you? Are you in or out? Make your mind up. I'm not leaving the window open. Okay. I take it this is cats. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. No, it's a two and a half year It's a Brian. <laughs> Sometimes he likes to just crawl around on the roof. <laughs>